bowling game is like. But he is a Beauclair, so I suspect he's probably pretty good. I, he bet covers, you, I bet you David can bowl. I bet he can, too. I bet he can. Uh, he's on the line with us from uh, SI.com. He covers the Titans for them. David, how we doing? I'm, I'm good, and I am fair at best when it comes to bowling. I, I will say back in, my, uh, back in my younger days, I topped 200 once in my oh. life. But, oh. but I did it. I will say this. I did it in a league championship match, so I stepped up big when it counted. Oh, see, I like the way you threw that in there. That does up the stakes. Uh, you know, you up the ante, right? Mm-hmm. When the, yep. the, the lights were bright, the stage was big, and you're like, that's when I had my best game. That's exactly right. That's that's I, that's how I brought it back in my bowling days. Wow, yeah. I like that, Dave. Well, then you're you're <laughs> above us. Then just with that bowling game alone, you're better than us. So good for you, because I have not hit 200 before. Well, I've tried. I've well, come well, close. You're not you're not far behind. Like I said, that was the <laughs> one and only time. But I'll take it. So. People are excited for Rand yeah. Carthen. And I know, look, and I said this in the first hour, you're supposed to be excited, but that's okay. I'm not trying to temper people's excitement. I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer, but this is what you're supposed to feel. And I get it. If you listen to him today, if you watch the press conference today, there's a whole lot of, you know, there's a whole a lot of reasons to be excited, right? Yeah. I, I mean, there, there's two things that, uh, that really stuck out to me. Number one is he didn't stand up there like a guy who, who felt like he had all the answers. Um, you, you see that a lot of times, particularly, particularly with people who, who get a position like this for the first time. Like they think, uh, they think being selected for this means that, that they now have all the answers, everything they've ever thought is right, and, and, and you know, the world's going to have to deal with them. He, he strikes me as a guy who feels like, He's, he's constantly looking for the answers, uh, you know, whatever, whatever the, the roster problem of the day or the week or the season is, you know, it, it's, it's, a constant, uh, it, it's a constant grind, which is, which is exactly what it is. So I, I think there's, uh, you know, I, I think there's reason to be emboldened if you're a fan by that, you know, because this is, this is a guy who the first time he makes a decision that doesn't work out his way, he's not going to be scratching his head going, well, wait a minute, I, you know, I, I thought I had this all figured out. Now what do I do? I mean, it, 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 uh, he strikes me as, as understanding that, you know, you, you, just, you just go through this. Some things are going to work better than others, and you keep going. And the, the other thing that, that's interesting is about 20 minutes before the press conference started today, he dropped into the, the media workroom just to say hello and, uh, and say, I look forward to getting to, to know all you folks personally over time and and I know you've got a job to do and we're going to you know we're going to find a way to work together and whatnot and uh, as far as I can remember that's that's one more time than John Robinson ever dropped into the the media room and uh, not that not that you know being nice to the media is going to make you a good general manager in the NFL but I but I say that because I think you can look at that as as maybe evidence of how he deals with people and, and not just his scouts and, and the coaches and whatnot. And if, you know, if, if there's, if there's something to it in that respect, he's already the closest this thing has, this team has had to Floyd Reese since Floyd had the job, you know, Floyd was a guy you could talk football with all day. You could talk about anything with, and it, it was funny. You, you, you knew you, you would hit on a sensitive subject with him when he would clam up. And, and, and that's, you know, that, that was the only time like Floyd didn't, yeah. didn't want to talk to you, but then you go to, 
to Mike Reinfeld, who wanted nothing to do with the media, to Rustin Webster, who, who I think is a good guy at heart and wanted to be a good guy but was so distrustful of the media that you, you couldn't even have a conversation with him about the weather. You know, it, it felt like he, I think he felt like you were always trying to angle for something. And, uh, and John Robinson was, was sort of a guy, he was, he, he wanted a, he wanted to have a good relationship with the media when it served him well, when, you know, when, when he felt like having a good relationship. But then the other times it, it was like you were a complete enemy of the state. And, uh, you know, it was, it was always tough to know what you were going to get with him from, from day to day. So if, uh, you know, if, if there's something to that in terms of, you know, how you deal, how he's going to deal with everybody in the building and create a sense of, you know, we're all in this together for one common goal and whatnot, I, I would say, again, that he is, he is the closest thing that they've had to Floyd Reese. And, and I think by any measure, Floyd Reese had a very successful tenure as general manager. All right, we've got a blooming onion on the table, and so let's start sifting through the layers, okay? Let me – I'll try my best to to rifle through a couple layers before I turn it over to Justin. So let's just start with the whole quarterback situation because that position is so incredibly important. One, what did you make of, I guess, the Instagram emoji of the fingers crossed with uh, Rand Carthen? How do you think he's going to handle Ryan Tannehill? the quarterback room. Uh, there's a lot of work to be done, but let's start with the most important position. How do you think Rand Carthen begins to tackle that position for the Titans? Well, I mean, the first question you have to ask is, is Ryan Tannehill the, the guy, the right guy, the guy that we can win with? He has one year left on his contract. He was asked specifically about Ryan Tannehill today and, and said, you know, it's not fair to ask me about that. I need to, I need to take time. I need to, to look at the whole situation. And uh, I, I think, though, I, 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 it's, it's, not, it's not a slam dunk that he's back. It's not a slam dunk that, that he, is, he is gone next year. I mean, there, there are real positives to making either one of those decisions. I, I, I think the biggest thing is, you know, the big change you've seen in the NFL the last couple of years is that, is that there are quarterbacks to be had during the off season nowadays where that they, you know that didn't used to be the case like you you look at a guy like Derek Carr for example who's who's going to be available and you know a few years ago uh, if you had a guy like Derek Carr you, you you said to yourself well okay maybe he's not the best quarterback in the NFL but at least he's good enough to be a starting quarterback so we have to hang on to him i, I mean there are there are going to be options you know, Trey Lance is, is a guy, I think, I think it's pretty clear that he was saying, hey, if I'm going to be out of San Francisco, I'd love to, to be with Rand Carthen some more. And, uh, uh, you know, there, there's also the Jimmy Garoppolo, if you're talking about, uh, if you're talking about Carthen ties, you know, what happens if Lamar Jackson gets on the market? And, uh, you know, how does, how does that change everything? There's, you know, there's Baker Mayfield, there's Sam Darnold. It, it goes, it goes on and on. I, you know, the the question you're asking for if you're the Titans is how does you know how does Ryan Tannehill's salary fit into the big picture for what we everything we need to do for this roster and and can we win? And if not, who's a cheaper option who can who can still come in here and, and help us keep going or get back to uh, get back to being a playoff team? 
Okay, let's go to another important position as we peel back the layers of this onion. Let's uh, the left tackle is kind of an important position, yeah. especially if you're a quarterback. Uh, there is absolute Twitter gold, by the way, out there on Dennis Daly, where he got shade thrown out at him from a from a stripper. So that that that's just amazing. If you haven't seen the Twitter gold, allegedly, yeah, allegedly, yes. But it is out there, and if you can enjoy it, whether it's real or fake, you can enjoy it. Uh, we know Dennis Daly's not going to be back, but I had to throw that in there. Justin was right. showing me that, and I, I don't think I've stopped laughing <laughs> from from that. Uh, Alleged. Taylor, yeah, well, whatever. I mean, it's still funny. Uh, Taylor Lewan, what, what do you think they're going to do with Taylor Lewan? Is he back? Do you think he's gone? How are they going to address left tackle? I, I, I think Taylor Lewan, and, and Taylor Lewan has pretty much said as much. I, I mean, he has, he has to go. The only way he comes back is uh, is on a is on a renegotiated deal where he makes less money. I mean, you when you can when you have a guy coming off two reconstructive knee surgeries in three years, who, who's been in the league what nine years now? He's he's three years removed from his last Pro Bowl appearance, and you can save fourteen point eight one million dollars against the salary cap by cutting him. I mean, it's just it's just bad business if you don't cut him. And that's you know that's not to say that that Taylor Lewan can't get back to being a good left tackle in this league. It's it's just, you know, the way this deal was done, you have to make that move right now. And uh, and you've got to draft somebody at that spot. You, you probably have to sign a free agent. You, you know, I mean, you probably have to double up in that way and, and see who your who your best guy is because there's there's certainly no indication that Dylan Radens is ready to be your left tackle. Uh, Nicholas Petit Frere maybe could move over there after having started at right tackle for a year. I mean, Michael Roos did that successfully, but I don't think anybody is, is comparing Nicholas Petit Frere with uh, with Michael Roos right now. So uh, um, that that's going to be you know the offensive line is is going to be a huge priority this off season, and and that's what makes the Tannehill situation tougher, right? Like you're going to need to throw money at the offensive line to protect your quarterback, you know, so can you keep the same quarterback and pay him what you're scheduled to pay him and, and do the things you need to do to protect him, or do you need to move on from him, save some more money that way so that you can protect whoever is back there? Were you surprised that he kind of gave the ringing endorsement of, of the running game? Because it's not the, that's, not the cool, that's not what the cool kids do these days. David, no. praise the running game. Were you a little bit surprised by that, or do you think there was something behind that? No, I mean, he, he was a running back as a player, right? I mean, he was, uh, <laughs> he, he was, he was Florida's leading rusher for one year. Yeah. His father was a, was a fullback. You know, like, I, I wanted to ask, but it, it, really, wasn't, <laughs> it really wasn't appropriate on a, on a day like this because it, it, it's kind of a funny thing. But I wanted to ask him, how do you feel about the fact that there is no fullback on the Titans roster right now? You know, like, I can't imagine that fits well with him. So uh, I, I think it, it, it makes perfect sense that, that he looks at, uh, looks at a guy like Derrick Henry and, and says, yeah, you know, I, I can win games with that guy and possibly win a championship with them. And, uh, I mean, Derek, Derek's best days are, are behind him, but, but even a, a less-than-best Derrick Henry is still among the better running backs in the league. I mean, we saw that this year, 1,500 yards, second in the league in rushing, and, and that's even having missed a game. So um, even, even if he continues to decline, he's still a 1,000-yard back in this league easily if he stays healthy. Very much so. Uh, 
David, what do you make that it would certainly seem like nobody's in charge? Who's in charge of this team? Because we heard a whole lot about collaboration today. So at the end of it, David, who's in charge here? Well, I, you know, I, I'm, I, you'd like to think that, uh, that, that Mike Vrabel is in charge of the, the players and, and Rand Carthen is in charge of the personnel department and, and where, they, you know, where things come together is, is you know, on decisions that have to be made that they, that they can actually agree on something. Now, sometimes you're going to have to agree to disagree, but, but still a choice has to be made. And, uh, I, I mean, I, I think that gets overblown sometimes. The, 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 number, of, the number of times that, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know, but I, I imagine it's, it's really unusual that, that the coach and general and manager come to just an absolute standpoint. I mean, they, they can't be running to Amy Adams Strunk and say, you know, Amy, you, you've got you to pick one of these guys. I want this guy. He wants that guy. We can't agree on it, so you pick. I mean, if, that, if that's the way business is being conducted, you know, you're, you're in trouble. So, I, I mean, yeah, the, the word collaboration was, in fact, I, I want to go back through the transcript when I have it all done and, and see how many times the word collaboration came up today because it was, uh, it, it was thrown around a lot. But I think there's, you know, if, if you're a professional at whatever you do, I mean, that, that's part of it. No, you, you can't put your foot down and throw a tantrum and say, if I don't get this guy, I'm going to take my ball and go home, right? I mean, you, this, at the end of the day, a decision has to be made and, uh, uh, I think uh, I think those two, for the most part, will will agree. Even if even if one of them is not happy, I, I mean, a, a, a decision has to be made. And and I guess Rand Carthen ultimately will be the guy that makes it. I, I you know we'll we'll see. I, I don't know if he you know they've they've announced him as general manager. I, I would assume his official title will be executive vice president, though. And and. Uh, uh, that, that seems to be the the mode. So it, you know, it, it's it, it it's become much more of a thing where you know it, it's not the coach or the general manager lording over the coach. It that that's sort of an old school mentality. The the owners, the NFL owners, are so much more involved on a day to day basis now that it's sort of those two are on the same level and uh, and they each report directly to the owner. The football knowledge was really flying from him today. He quoted some of everybody. Uh, Bill Parcells, I think he uh, was quoting from, talking about you know running games. He seems to kind of take from wherever he's been. It doesn't seem like he's got a a solid base. Like you know, he's really that guy, or he's really a, a this disciple. He seems to have really taken from almost everybody he's ever worked with. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. That that seems to be a sense, and, and even and not just everybody he's worked with, but people that his father worked with too. You know, yes. keep in mind his father wasn't just a player; his father was a longtime assistant coach in this league. I, mm-hmm. I I would assume his you know his father has been a real sounding board for him as he's progressed up the personnel ranks, and uh, you know that 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 kind of goes back to what I said originally. This is a this isn't a guy who gives you the impression that he thinks. He has all the answers. He he wants to know what people have to say, and it, and it makes perfect sense in his mind that you know you look at you look at what Bill Parcells accomplished in his career, and and if you know something Bill Parcells said probably should carry some weight with you as you uh, as you make your way up the ranks in this business. So uh, I, you know I, he he's uh, I think I think the, the his his 
pedigree in that he is a second-generation NFL player, although his career was was not a spectacular one by any stretch of the imagination as a player, and and then a you know coach slash executive kind of thing. I I think that uh, I think that serves him uh, that serves him really really well. It's it, it's not always the case in these things, but uh, but it it seems like it has with him. Do you fully expect to see some former San Francisco or people who are currently with San Francisco uh, wearing Titan blue? Uh, next year, uh, people that you know we may not be thinking of right away, the same way we saw guys like Jonathan Joseph and Zach Cunningham and Stephen Koskowski uh, on the Titans team because, in large part, of their connections with uh, the general manager, the head coach. Yeah, I, I, absolutely, I do. I think, uh, and I think that'll be that'll be one of the really interesting storylines and, and something that'll be worth watching as we get into the off season in the free agency signing period. It's been it's been such a thing with with Mike Vrabel and and you know his 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 obvious desire to work with players and coaches that he already knows to some degree and, mm-hmm. and, and has, has an impression of what they do. And, and you know, you see this, you've, you've seen the same thing happen with Arthur Smith in Atlanta, right? He, oh, he's taking that yeah. same mentality down there with, with his coaching staff. You know, a guy like Frank Bush is on there and, and, and all the former Titans who have ended up mm-hmm. as players down there. It, 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 it's kind of, it's kind of the way this, this league seems to be moving right now. And, uh, uh, you know, I, 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 I absolutely do think there will be some 49ers coming this way during the off season and probably during the course of the season too, as you as you deal with injuries and you know the way we've seen the roster move here these last couple of years. David, it's going to be really interesting to see how all this plays out moving forward, for sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, it's funny. It, it, it strikes me, and I think everybody. You know, probably took for granted that you know, with with John Robinson in this job, right? A, a Tennessee guy, a guy who grew up rooting for the Titans. I, I think, I think for a long time, most people felt like you know, this guy's going to have this job forever, right? You you just never thought, and certainly after after three straight playoff appearances, two division titles, everything like, no one no one saw the, this change coming. So there there's a there's a real element of wow, this is this is unexpected. This is exciting. This is new. Let's you know. Let's see what happens uh, around all of this. And uh, and you know, like, like you said, Darren, it, it's pretty tough at your introductory press conference to to have people coming away saying, "Well, ah, geez, I don't know about that guy." But uh, um, you know, he he did the job today. He uh, you know, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens here going forward now. No doubt about it. David, appreciate the visit as always. Thank Have you, a sir. great weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me, boys. Have a great weekend. All right. You do the same, All David right. Beauclair. I like the fact that.